0: You're listening to the Deeply Graphic Design Cast, the show about all things design, from the creative side to the business side and all points in between. Follow the show on Twitter at Wes McDowell. Want the gang to answer your question on an upcoming episode? Send in your listener question to questions at thedeependesign.com or via Twitter using hashtag DGDC. Here are your hosts
1: Wes McDowell in Chicago,
0: McCann Morrison in Seattle.
1: Nick Longo in LA. All right, 2018, and we made it through. The, we made it through a pretty shitty year, 2017. So <laughs> off to the side, even a better year do with already, politics. aren't we? <laughs> Nothing to Nothing do with at politics all. at all.
2: Mm-hmm. We never talk about
1: politics. Yeah,
2: we probably <laughs> a politics-free zone. Ever. <laughs> 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 One time <laughs> we should all just get shit-faced and do an episode about politics. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. And religion, and just sure, yeah, break it, it all down not? for everybody. Throw it all in.
1: Yeah, you can't even uh, have throw, lots of opinions that we you never can't share. Even
0: throw <laughs> Oprah's speech into 2017. That was fresh. That was a good little kickoff. But that, that wasn't was fresh. Good. <laughs> a, a Look
2: at good Mikkel. Not impressed. To come. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: How are you guys doing? Everybody good? Doing good. Getting back at it. So it's it's always good to kind of start the new year. And uh, mm-hmm. I don't I don't know about you guys, but I always kind of feel like such a lump. During the whole holiday season, when you're just eating like crap and you're yeah, you're just not oh. in the you're not in the zone. Yeah. You're not right on task. Like it's, it just feels like senioritis for the whole month. Totally, yeah, yeah.
0: I think every yeah. morning there, I was waking up groggy because I was partially hungover every single morning.
1: <laughs> well, I'm I'm partially hungover right now as we record this. We normally do this Ooh. on a Friday. This is a Saturday, so Very yeah.
0: the Saturday yeah.
1: edition. I love it. <laughs> I may have posted a game I night think I last night.
0: I can see it in your yeah. eyes a little bit. I think I can, I know you that well. I think I can see it a little bit in your eyes.
1: Yeah. Well, Mikkel <laughs> saw me hungover in Vegas, so it's fine. She it's, knows yeah. the signs. <laughs> we get Vegas West today. <laughs> <laughs> I got the raspy, nice. smoky voice. Can't you tell? Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, well, that's my bad because
0: we, we're recording on a Saturday because of me, so thank you.
1: It's okay. But it's
2: refreshing. It's refreshing. And I have Life no happens. worry that the gardeners are going to be outside with leaf blowers, okay.
1: like I usually am on Fridays.
2: <laughs> Good. It's like, go, come on! Yeah, right.
1: You're killing me, Larry. <laughs> uh, the leaf blowers such a hassle, but you know it's not a hassle. You know it's never a hassle. It's <laughs> <Just> learning <laughs> <What>? through Skillshare. <laughs> Just nice. learning can be a yeah. hassle, but not. Yes, but Skillshare, Skillshare takes share. the hassle right out of it because you get to learn at your own pace. You get to learn what you want to learn. It's not like. School where they're telling you what you gotta know. They've got everything there. Um, So if you're looking to keep your design skills sharp or just learn the newest design hack, um, or if you wanna turn your passion project into a side hustle, Skillshare.com's got you covered. They've got over 3 million members now. Um, probably 3 million in, uh, at least 3 million in seven now that we've started doing these spots. So I'd say um, so. Yeah. <laughs> <Hope> so. <laughs> and more than 17,000 classes. Skillshare is the Netflix for online learning. So skill and chill, baby. Um, mm-hmm. b- they've got classes in graphic design, illustration, uh, photography, social media marketing, running your freelance business, everything, pretty much anything you want to learn, name it, they've got it. And they're taught by industry experts experienced pros so people like draplin or um, rand fishkin from moz people that are just on the top of their their game so that's great and i was doing a little digging over there earlier and i saw two classes that might be really interesting to our listeners one is called workflow mm-hmm. of modern web design from ideation wireframing Mockups, and prototypes so anyone out there who's not really well versed in web design. Mm-hmm. Looking at you, Nick. Maybe this might be the maybe this might be the I've class spent, for you. I've actually spent a lot of time you on this. It's
0: funny for any for any instance yeah. that we give Nick <laughs> shit for not knowing I'm... the web world, he could say it right back at us. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, it's true. That's why I'm not I'm not taking yeah. <laughs> courses here because then that's where I that's Notice where that. I look like an idiot. Notice I could that. take yeah. it. Yeah. And the other one I found that was cool, <laughs> the other one I found that was cool was uh, design for Instagram branding mm-hmm. and consistency. So cool. they've kind of got all cool. the different angles covered. Um, so uh, we've worked out a deal with Skillshare. Uh, they're giving our listeners one month free trial of unlimited access to over seventeen thousand classes. So God, if you're not taking, on, if you're not taking it's advantage of month. that, come on, it's like, come
2: on, it's like a month free. It's really, I, yeah. I did look into the, like the packaging ones and I found them to be beyond anything I would, I expected because I'm building a, i am building I have to teach a new class that's all spa- uh, packaging specific. And even with everything yeah. I know, I still looked at them as a great resource to figure out what's, what's hot, oh, what cool. are people doing, where are the biggest cool. problems are yeah. when it comes to learning a lot of this stuff. And they've figured that stuff out really well. So I don't know what, if you're not, if you haven't tried it, man, just try it for a month find something yeah. unique that instagram one what a great idea
1: you know we're all trying to figure that yeah. out yeah i like and that and like one. i always say like i always say if yeah. it's go <laughs> free it's for me so go to skillshare.com/graphic to start your free month today once again skillshare.com/graphic awesome all right we have a very special episode to kick off the new year mm-hmm. here in style with our our friend of the show, Aaron Rickson. Welcome back, Aaron. Hello, studio please. audience. I'm, I'm pleased to be a part of your very yeah. special. Bring him I back! Bring like him I'm back! A sitcom or something.
3: <laughs> <laughs> The very special episode where we talk about drugs or <laughs> touching or something. Whatever, He's whatever like, they sign used to me up, on, sign me know?
1: up. <laughs> <laughs> the, the horribly uncomfortable episode of different strokes exactly. bicycle. <laughs> so uh, exactly. bicycle uh, look order. it up, <laughs> kids. No, look <laughs> it up, kids. Look it up if you don't know it. Your, your minds will will be blown by this I've been horrible, on for, very special episode. Of I've been on for 30
3: stroke. seconds and we're already in the basement. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <weird>. <laughs>
2: Welcome back, man. Welcome back. <laughs> Thank
3: you. I'm glad to be back. It's nice. Yeah. Glad to be here so for the Aaron, first show of 2018.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So Aaron and I go way back. He's my copywriter extraordinaire. We love working together. Um and Aaron's developed kind of a a proprietary um content strategy and I'll and I it this really is very applicable to designers. Um it's we're going to be talking a lot about content today, but Aaron's going to explain why this is so important to us as designers and business owners. So, um Yeah, I'll let you uh, kick it off, Aaron. You
3: got it. Um, Before I take the the lid off the framework, I will uh, do exactly like you said and explain why I think it's important for designers to pay attention to content, number one, and number two, make their content as good as it possibly can be. Um, I'm looking at stats that suggest... Uh graphic design is a 13.3 billion dollar industry.
2: Damn. Go mm-hmm. write that uh, it's down. It's
3: growing. <laughs> yeah. Thir- Within the nation? Third, yeah, this is wow. just US only. 13.3 okay. billion in the US. Uh it grows mm-hmm. at about 2% a year. Um but here's the kicker. If you do a survey of businesses that say they are in the graphic design business, what do you think that number is percentage-wise? In- just in Percentage the United of States. No, just uh, I, I'm talking oh, I just even know flat has. numbers. There are 126,000 graphic design businesses in the U.S.
2: Okay, that yeah, yeah. A, I can believe that that's a yeah. whole lot.
3: <laughs> no, and I don't have specific numbers, but um, you can bet that a massive chunk of them are freelancers. Has to be. Uh, nibbling at the bottom of the market there's freelancers there that are neatly positioned in the middle of the market some of them are quite uh making quite a lot of money there's probably larger agencies in that number but the point is that yeah there's 126,000 choices for where to get your graphic design because as you know we we don't it's been a long time since we lived in the world where you went down to the store at the corner to get uh-huh. your stuff done you can yeah. you can be in Milwaukee and work with somebody in Albuquerque, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, right. So what what you're seeing is the the web is both an enabler, meaning that you can work with anybody anywhere, but it's also this this sort of crippling, crushing weight that you have to overcome because everyone on the web is trying to do mm-hmm. the same thing and um not that I want a single design out specifically, but because it happens in in pretty much every industry. But most designers take one of two uh, approaches when they talk about themselves on the web. They are either they either portray themselves as the wonder kind, you know, the 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 creative genius who has, you know, it's not even like a like a parallax side-scrolling website, it somehow scrolls at a 45-degree angle <laughs> and, <laughs> and, you know, to show what a genius you are. Or the other type generally focuses just on the outputs. We do this, 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 and this, and this, and we'll do it for $35 an hour. Please yeah. give us your money. Um, which means with the explosion of the web and explosion of um, your client business's comfort with the web, it's getting harder and harder to get noticed online, uh, what was once the the key to getting noticed, content marketing, is now just another commodity. It's, it's in a lot of ways, a blog is no different from a business card anymore. Everybody's got one. Everybody's talking about how great they are. Everybody's talking about why you need this, why you need that. So you're seeing this sort of um, kind of milky white, homogenous spill all over the web where everything looks... Yeah. The same, yeah, you know um, and so what that's doing is it's putting more and more pressure on businesses who want to use the web to f- to find mm-hmm. clients you're getting you if you take a look at stats, you're seeing um you know that the sort of the minimum word count of a of a blog post that manages the score on the first page of Google is now two thousand words. And you're seeing other businesses who, you know, like like uh BuzzSumo or CoSchedule or, you know, people that pay a lot of attention to this stuff and regularly roll up their statistics to figure out what performs best for them. You see them talking about how their best performing blog posts are 4,000 words and up. That is just, it's unsustainable. Uh-huh. If you're spending 35, 45, 50 hours a week doing client work, yeah, how, how on earth are you supposed to to, right. to write four thousand right. words? You know, every week in and out. So I started thinking about this problem, and I started realizing that for designers, especially, it's it's no longer about what you think it's about. It's no longer about finding a thousand strangers and convincing that twenty of them to sign up for your mailing list. <laughs> it's about yeah. you know. It's about trying to make the most out of everybody that does come to your website and connect with them as much as you can. You know, you go to a trade show, for example, you pass out, let's say, eight business cards, and because they had a personal conversation with you, maybe four of those people come back. It's about trying to find, it's about trying to to, to grab the attention of those four people and make sure that now that you've done the work to get them to your site, uh, you can keep them around. And you're
2: connecting. Yeah. It's about not, yeah.
3: Exactly. It's about connecting. It's about not wasting the opportunities that you do get when people do come to your site, as opposed to finding random, undifferentiated strangers and trying to convince them to take the next step. So, this is a long winded way of saying that content is now more important. And I always like to say if you want to stand out, you now need to stand up and be Mm. braver with what -hmm. you're talking about. And that's the word that lends itself to. Uh, the name of my framework, the Braver Framework. I um, have been thinking about this a lot over the past sort of t- eight to 12 months, and I've come up with this idea, these six ideas about how to write better content, braver content. You need to be, and I can, I'll explain these in more detail in a bit. You need to be bold, relevant, authoritative, vulnerable, engaging, and uh-huh. remarkable. So it sounds like a tall order, but I can, you know, <laughs> later on in this conversation, we we'll, we'll, I'll give you I'll, I'll supply some questions cool. that you can ask yourself to make sure that you're you know like little checkpoints to say, am I doing this with my content? Am I doing that? But that's the basis of my theory: is that to be successful, you now need to be brave with what you're putting. I out think on it's the
2: worth web. saying too that a lot of a lot of our listeners, this is a great way to get into it without being too complicated. The way you've narrowed it down. I think into these things is a really nice way to kind of look at what you already have on your site. And I'm, I'm thinking this too, because I'm in the middle of like refreshing. So it's top of mind to me that I'm so glad we're going over this now, but your way of approaching it is really comfortable. It doesn't feel too intimidating by narrowing it down like this, you know?
3: Well, thank you. Some of that I think is we as a society are almost programmed to be attracted to Mm -hmm. bravery programmed to To reward bravery, we have like a real, we've got a real weird double standard, right? We (laughs) love, we like, we love bravery. We love, I mean, it's in, it's in movies that we're showing to kids, like, like Brave, you know. Um,
2: it's been used a lot. You're right. I think uh, in like the last two or three years. TV shows and I read an article that said TV shows and movies. Brave was one of the most widely yep. new used words in a lot of titles. Yeah,
3: totally. There's there's a show called Only the brave. brave. There's there's Brave, Heart. brave the movie. There's um, <laughs> picks, Brave yeah, yeah. Heart. Picks, there's picks, the Pixar. Brave ones. Yep. You know, like, yep. Yeah. You got books. You got that song. Uh, I want to see you be brave. Like we 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 yeah, love totally. our. Yeah. Soldiers and our firefighters and our astronauts and our athletes and activists and, you know, geniuses and the Steve Jobs of the world. But then uh, when it comes time to to actually do it, we freeze up. I have this quote from uh, Philadelphia magazine that says, bravery has all but gone missing from our national rhetoric, from our daily Mm -hmm. existence. Who knows when or if it will come back? We might surmise it was my peer group, Generation X, Generation Y, that hastened civil bravery out of fashion. We didn't talk much about being brave, and so we weren't. Mm-hmm. So it was inevitable, I guess, that fear, not bravery, would become the national
2: obsession. Interesting. God, um, so right. <laughs> she goes
3: on to... It's so true. She goes on to say, so soci- sociologist Barry Glassner in his prescient book, The Culture of Fear, said Americans not only fear the wrong things... Like road rage and Teen Moms, for example. But, <laughs> but, I, if I'm lying, I'm dying. It's right in the quote. rage. Oh God! Don't get me started. road rage and Teen Moms. Wow. Right. Certain atypical tragedies grab our attention, while widespread problems go unaddressed. This is why you've got kids living below the poverty line, and we're so mm-hmm. paranoid right. about um, yep. uh, terrorists, for example. So this is like especially true in business. I'm going to read off what have I got here? Two, four, six, eight, ten. I'm going to read off the top ten horror stories. I guarantee every one of your listeners has heard every (laughs) one of these from just about every client ever. Okay, what happens is we focus on things like where you know they're they're afraid of um, saying something brave in a headline. They're afraid of. Actually, doing something different because they are so obsessed with the atypical, atypical things like we're going to go bankrupt. Wow. So, what designers hear constantly, what they hear constantly, besides can you make the logo bigger, are um, that won't work. We've never done it that mm-hmm. way before. This is how it's been for 25 years. You're right, but
2: <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. we're not ready. Totally.
3: That's too radical. Uh-huh. Our company is different. Okay. Well, things are just fine the way they are. We're going to need to look into that. And then the, the the one that I can't stand, we can't get the approvals. Uh, you're, yeah. I'm talking you know, to the president.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're yeah. so cowardly
3: about it that they're going to slough it off on some random yeah. person that needs to approve it. How? Yeah. So, you know instead they're afraid of those they're afraid of those things instead of the kind of things that we talked about on uh on our last podcast together the the competition the you know the 126,000 people out there saying they're graphic mm-hmm. designers the commoditization where somebody'll come along and do your job for 79 bucks or you know 99 at uh, at uh, 99 designs or whatever it is the clowns mm-hmm. who work for nothing so instead of focusing on standing out they're so focused on everything else that they're they're you know getting they're paradoxically getting lost in every, in in mm-hmm. in the shuffle in the wave of just the sameness and um that is a recipe for uh, going out of business basically
2: how do you break them out of that and Absolutely. and and, and, well, and ourselves too i that. mean i think we can all speak for ourselves if i want my clients to speak braver and i want me to speak speak braver
3: well, you know the funny thing is, if you want your clients to speak braver, and here's a word of advice: don't ever tell them it's brave. <laughs> you know,
2: what do you tell them? Because,
3: <laughs> right. Well, you know, tell, you that can might, talk about I, the work that might talk scare about them. The, the results you want to achieve. It, yeah, it's going to scare yeah. them if you tell them they're being brave. That's the easiest way to get them to clam up and <laughs> okay, run away.
2: Writing that down. <laughs> so, yeah.
3: so you you know you can you can you can be braver while you do sure. your thing. Uh, and you can push them into braver places, but you know, as far as uh, as far as the rest of it, just stick to the stick to the tried and true. You know, stick to the work, stick to yeah. the results, stick to the objectives you're trying to achieve. Just don't let them know that they're actually breaking yeah. ground. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> do you show? Do you show examples? So, like, I mean, is it safe to do that with like? Okay, I, oh, yeah, I'm for... I'm in the middle of this with a lot of people right now. Yeah, so you know, I get that. you can you can show okay. examples
3: for sure. Uh you know, you can once you learn to spot these things, you can uh find examples that, that are gonna serve you in that design conversation. You know, if you'd like, I can uh do a couple of things after this podcast. I can share some uh some out in the public examples yeah. that I like, you know. Uh plus, I can cool. share some actual things that i've written myself for clients um that you yeah, know cool. where, where I've tried to push them out of uh this same old same old and into something that's braver, cool. but before I do okay. that, I should probably tell you what braver actually stands for right
2: go for it please <laughs> so that
3: i don't keep rambling on about the the mm-hmm. the uh philosophy behind it, so I can actually start to get practical <laughs> so we're gonna go through this letter by letter and what what we're going to do is i'm going to speak quickly about uh why i think that's important and then i will uh give you some questions that you can ask yourself to see whether you are on track to be that thing cool okay
1: okay sounds good
3: all right so as i mentioned the first the, the first letter is b and that's bold because boldness is attention getting I like to say if you don't believe me that boldness is attention getting talk to a peacock. Okay. Right? <laughs> Think yeah, I tried. It Never goes well. But the fact that you tried is meaning it was bold. Yes. Yeah, exactly. It couldn't talk to you. By the way, Wes, you were talking you were talking at the top about feeling like a lump over the Christmas holidays. I I guarantee I'm big enough to be two lumps of Wes. So, I... <laughs> That's
1: bold. That's bold. Um That's, that's bold. bold, baby. Not true. Um Oh, what? Well, I have to digress for one second. Sorry, Aaron. Yeah, no. um, I saw that. So I've been seeing you on Facebook. Apparently, over the holidays, you've been um, torturing yourself with the 12 days of Cagemas. <laughs> yes. Watching, yes. forcing yourself to watch Nicolas Cage movies. Yes. Oh, so, my goodness.
3: here's the backstory. story. Uh, the, the quick version sorry is. Sorry
1: to derail this for a second, but this is true. Oh, my gosh. Too, that's hilarious. About
3: two years ago, two or three years ago, I decided I was going to watch a pile of Tom Cruise movies. And I gave up. <laughs> I gave up. Somewhere in yeah, in genius. the middle of what did I watch? I watched.
2: You probably stopped around cocktail. Oh, I gave up after <laughs> I gave up after Top Gun. Oh wow! Okay? That's, <laughs> I
3: stopped after Top Gun. I watched Risky Business, All the Right, all the right uh, Moves, Top Gun, and said All the I can't Right, right do this Moves anymore. is amazing. Until.
1: Last Top year, Gun is a national treasure, Aaron. I will is, not have is, you uh, talking shit wrong? about Top Gun Listen, I can't, <laughs> on my podcast. I can't do it.
3: It's It was something else. And then, you know what? I'd never seen it before. But wow. that's a digression on the digression. I was barely done before people started asking me, what are you going to do next year? Uh, so I farted around with a pile of ideas, and I got it in my head that I was going to watch Nicolas Cage. That's like the perfect progression. It was, like a
2: like, perfect person. Oh, I know. it was.
3: <laughs> it was like... It was. I wasn't expecting there to be so much badness, but there was so much badness.
2: So, wow. Aaron,
1: question of the day: What is yes. after watching all of those? Yes. What was the the worst? What was the one you just could not get through?
3: Uh, Wicker Man was unintentionally oh, I horrible. Think, horrible. Yeah, I don't think I saw. That. Um,
1: was it? Was it? Oh no, not the bees! And not is the bees. bees! Yeah, there's like how yeah, did how it get burned?
3: How did it get burned? How did it get burned? <laughs> oh,
1: and my And not the bees. Honestly, and
3: there's a there's a part where he. In a full bear suit Like a bear suit Runs up to a woman And just cold cocks her Punches her right in the face <laughs> <laughs> It's
2: just,
0: just There's dumb. only one man. way To really wow. appreciate these films And that is to just get Really stupid high <laughs> Pretty close I yeah. thought about Wish it way. Yeah, That's
2: it
3: <laughs> See the reason I, I'm attracted To Tom how Cruise how through the holidays. And Nicolas Cage Is these guys have talent It's it's lurking in there somewhere You can watch a. Re- I mean Jerry Maguire Is <laughs> oh, a yeah. really good Tom Cruise movie uh, the, uh, leaving Las Vegas starts out like it's really grating, but then you realize what he's doing, and you realize he's giving a really, really good performance. He deserved that Oscar, I think, in Leaving Las Vegas. But then he turns around and does not the bees, yeah. you know, like what? Well, the other thing too that I haven't told anybody is that I'm I'm still going. I'm still watching these stupid things, and I think I'm going to publish once a week as my Do year it. of Cage.
2: <laughs> you can.
1: There, there's enough gold content. Extra-bra- that's you. That's Aaron it. being yes. brave. You're you're, you're you're walking the walk, and you. dare well, and dare I say you vulnerable. Are the king of Thank you for bringing me back. <laughs> yeah, and that's segueing us yes, back. Yes, you are the king of segwaying. <laughs> the conversation at hand. Yes.
3: So back to what we were talking about. Uh, braver to just to just to recap off the top, and then we'll go through the letters. We're talking about bold, yeah. remarkable. Authoritative, vulnerable. Sorry, bold, relevant, authoritative, vulnerable, engaging, remarkable. The B is for bold. Boldness, as we said, is attention-getting. Um, in the in the uh, examples I'm going to give you, there's a there's an ad that I like from a company called Everlane. They make sort of mid-priced Gap-style clothes, but they have this initiative called "Damn Good mm-hmm. Denim." where they talk about how bad denim is for the environment and then it basically says mm. not anymore and then they talk about um uh you know how how good their processes are and then they show the the hip models looking sexy in their denim and you're starting to yeah, think yeah I follow them Yeah. Their
0: campaigning is super clean and polished it's like really minimal. polished and then by the yeah. time
3: you get to the reveal it turns out that this ethical jean is only you know 69 mm-hmm. bucks or whatever it's not $229 that's bold, mm. that stands out. It defines a position. it says, yeah. everybody else sucks. here's what we're doing yeah, differently yeah, yeah. And here's why <laughs> right and right. and it inif- it immediately gets people in your tribe it immediately gets people on board with your cause and makes them your fan. you know um a designer could do this by not just rolling over to the big agencies but talking about how impersonal those big agencies yeah. are, and um why. You know, supporting the independent freelancer is the way of the future. Um, it, it just yeah. being bold requires just having a position and sticking to it. And that, I think that's what people are most afraid of is actually just having some kind of mm-hmm. position.
1: Yeah. Cause they think it's going to, um, Eliminate them from the the running for other stuff. Exactly, it's like niching yeah. yourself versus not. Exactly,
3: you know? you know, it will eliminate you from the running for you know crappy clients. That's the the ones that that, that come yeah. on board are going to be the ones that resonate with you and 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 respond to that boldness. So to get bolder, ask: Am I worried about making waves, or am I expressing my actual opinion? Um, is fear holding me back, or is it pushing mm-hmm. me forward? Does my content say nothing or does it actually stand for something? Or am I taking any risks yeah. here? You know, what's the risk? And maybe yeah, maybe that risk is turning off the non-ideal client. That's okay. That's all right. It's it's okay to say, no, I don't want to do that kind of work. I would rather it do also this gives kind
2: you a good answer back yeah. to that person. If you've changed your position as an agency or specialty, then you can you can you can turn them down a little easier because you have some content to back you up on that you know.
3: Yeah, I appreciate you saying that. I keep accidentally fixating on freelancers, but no, obviously this works for agencies too. It can be sure. it can be the the thing that makes you stand out from the pack of the other the four or five agencies that have bid on a particular job. You know, uh people respond to something yeah. that's different. And if you're bold enough to be different, then yeah, you're going to you're going to rise to you're going to fall into Got column it. A when everybody else is in column BCD. Um nice. The R is for relevance. You want to be relevant with your content because relevance makes your reader feel like they belong to a club that you're the leader of, right it makes them want yeah. to stay loyal to you over time when you keep being relevant uh, you're you you're building fans for life and relevance can be about uh, timeliness like uh, I'll show you a um I'll show you an example of of a Post that performed really well for oh, yeah. BuzzFeed that was uh, photos of the flooding in Houston uh, of last year while the hurricane was still on you know mm. uh, and it would the the posted like remarkably well mm. so it can be about timeliness or it can just be about being yeah. zeroed in on uh, a need that your audience has you know let's say you're specialized in annual reports yeah. or whatever or you specialize you know, you specialize in annual reports and you can speak to just how brutal they are and uh, all the challenges that that company is going to face when they're trying to get them together and you can speak directly to how you relieve those yeah. challenges. Or Nick, you know, you it sounds like you do a lot of packaging work. You could talk about the challenges that someone's going to face making their their you know, their products mm-hmm. stand out in the middle of ten thousand other SKUs at the at the, you know, the grocery store or in the big box store. And, you know, offer you could offer a a bunch of tips on exactly how to use your package to stand out in a way that's still consistent with your brand. Yeah. I,
2: I, I could also say to this one too, I think something I dropped the ball on just the last few months was not letting particular clients know a certain relevancy of what I do. And you think they know but unless you tell them yes you do and i lost something really mm-hmm. big from that and but oh, that but sucks. i'm fighting back i i'm not gonna, i'm not, not going to just sit here and be like you got to be kidding me um one of my best things mm-hmm. was that i realized it was my fault i wasn't making them clear how relevant i was in a particular discipline so and i just it's just taking it for granted it really is they're the longest running client and mm-hmm. i should have let them know something and I didn't so yeah paying the price yeah. but then again it's the best lesson it's oh, I'm, sorry, Nick. I'm sorry to hear you're learning it, it's that not lesson. bad it's I gotta tell you it's like uh, you know everything we've talked about leads you up to a certain kind of the way you're going to handle something and I just sure. I've also learned not yep. to take the things personally anymore and um so all those little things you just keep yeah, saying yeah. and I say it's and I say in myself, to myself I get this opportunity now to not only kick back but kick back with like you were saying showing these are all the things that I'm going to do and I am doing to show that how to win it back in a way um so it's just knowing this stuff it, it's worse with you when you just clinch up and go I don't want to I don't even want to deal with it you know but let a lesson be the best way to figure out what you did wrong for sure you know I'm mm-hmm. I'm, I'm more than happy to kind of be in this situation because I learned a huge freaking lesson <laughs> you know no, <laughs> so. no. well you know in an ideal world right you wouldn't have to
3: to to learn exactly, that. you know, in an ideal yeah. world, you could get out ahead of it and, you know, focus in, zero in on what what is your ideal customer want? What does your ideal customer really, yeah. really, really need? Maybe even if they don't, you know, un- understand that they need yeah. that yet. Yeah. The the example I show in this in the presentation I usually give on stage is um, a company called Chatbooks that has zeroed in on just how ponderous it is to try to make a photo book and has used a real witty video to to say basically look at you don't have to do anything more than you're already doing with chatbooks. you can just oh. keep taking <laughs> shots on instagram nice and it just automatically their
1: video their video is amazing oh i love it so much so it's almost I, seen it's that. almost it's a great like almost telling you you've done yeah. all the work
2: wow interesting. yeah basically
3: yeah uh it's it starts out with a woman in the bath and she basically, you know, she's, she's giving you that come hither look and she's up to her neck in bubbles. And then she essentially says, what, are you kidding me? I don't have time for a bath. And she stands up out of the bubbles. She's fully <laughs> clothes. And uh, she then goes on to talk about how she has zero time to spend hours making a, a photo book, except with chat books, you can do it in about wow. 30 seconds. Before we get to the A quickly, if you want to be more relevant, just ask yourself some simple questions. Are we writing for our target audience or just for us? have we considered what our reader wants to do you know where are they in the sales cycle how is the content matched to that piece and then are you thinking about context are you giving them something they need right now or are you offering advice that they might need in the future or is the knowledge that you're sharing important to them in your in their life so that's our the a is authoritative because authority builds trust and to be more authoritative you don't even necessarily have to be an expert. You can go ahead and borrow from the experts you can You can do things like uh research and quotes and if you, you know if you're if you've only been in business for five years or your agency doesn't have the the fortune five hundred clients that you want, you can still uh, rely on smart things that other people have said and arrange them smartly to make yourself seem more authoritative. Ask yourself, have we done our research? Have we shown it? Are we revealing any insights here? Are we just parroting what somebody else says? Have we got examples and references to uh, experience and statistics and data to share? And then, yeah, if we don't have if we don't have any of our own authority, can we piggyback on the authority of others? It's a it's a it's a key piece because what I find is people are scared to uh, the same same thing as we talk about boldness being having a position. Um, People are scared to sometimes pretend like yeah. they know something, mm-hmm. right? They're 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 nervous about coming out and saying, "Yeah, this is what you need to do." They use a lot of waffle words like, "In our experience," or "It seems," or possibly. And it's harder to just to say, "You nope, this is what you need to do." But that's really what every client wants: is is for a designer to come and recommend to them what the right approach should be. Um, yeah.
1: And the more confidently you kind of put that across to the client, the more likely they are to take your suggestion. Because, yeah, if you feel if you sound waffly about it, then they're gonna feel waffly about accepting (laughs) it. Exactly. So
3: you know it's 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 good that you brought that up because this is the the next piece, the V piece, vulnerable, is not about being waffly. It's not about being meek or small, but it is about opening up and being honest and and admitting that yes, you're a person too the the person you're the, you're trying to sell to is is a human and so are you and and that vulnerability creates a feeling in your reader that you know they they share with you on like um like an intimate almost spiritual level you know when 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 your reader thinks wow they're really putting that mm-hmm. out there and 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 gosh they're just like me then you know that you are Honing in on that vulnerable place, that place that says, "Yes, we are." You know, we're not afraid to show you behind yeah. the curtain. You know, and
2: it's the human part that, like, I yeah. think we all recognize when you read or see something that someone does, kind of give you a glimpse into that. It, I think, it just builds a yeah. trust right off the bat. And uh, and I know what you're saying too. I think we're sometimes we're a little scared to do that um, in our marketing and in our in our kind of voice on our websites and things like that. You know? it's
3: true. I mean, look at I mean, obviously he's not a he's not a marketer. But if you look at the strides that Jimmy Kimmel made in mm-hmm. 2017, no deliberate, no deliberately Good or example. not deliberately uh, with like when he cried on on TV talking about Las Vegas or, uh, you know, when he brought his his child out to complain about the health care reform. He is hmm. letting you in to uh, his life in a way that the other talk shows sure. don't and that's that's a good metaphor there you know i'm not suggesting you have to fill your (laughs) crying videos Uh, po- crying videos You know posted. your kid You yeah. really just Need to leave the logo The same size No it...
0: Gosh remember when Jimmy's first episodes For his night show Began And he Was fidgety mm-hmm. He was so yep. nervous It totally. was so obvious Yeah You know and no confidence never Up there
3: I hated that guy I hated his shtick I didn't like the mean kids Or I didn't like the, the Hey I just took The oh, yeah, Halloween yeah. candy away I ne- was never a fan yeah. Of the mean tweets he, he just had this edge And then sudden he I think right. he really humanized in 2017 yeah. and became this whole different person I'm
2: glad they just gave him the, the chance. Power of vulnerability like in a in that kind of world in that industry I'm surprised he wasn't canned you know six seven years ago I mean you know totally. and, and it's a good <laughs> right that's that's what a lot know? of people think so totally. I can only imagine like,
0: well, how come well, he was given how come he was given six years? <laughs>
3: I don't know. It's hard for me to tell. I don't know what, anything about what goes on in America. Being up here in Canada in one of the shithole countries, I don't, uh, <laughs> nice. I don't, Ooh, I, don't right. I find oh, it so Lord. hard. <laughs>
2: you're like, you're, we're just getting TV. You're just, you're just smart to live in show. Yeah, basically.
3: Yeah. We just, our, our TV just turned from black and white to color. Oh, so my Lord. Gonna, um, if you want to be more vulnerable... Finally getting that last season of I Love Lucy <laughs> I know, this, this year is what I, from what I hear. Uh, um, uh, yeah. Spoiler alert, I, I, everybody goes, dies. It <laughs> goes to color. <laughs> I feel... I have no segue. I don't know how to get back. A, you know what? I'm just going to say, let's put okay. that for aside for a second and talk about uh, how to be vulnerable yourself. Yeah. Am I being honest or trying to pretend? Do I feel something? Is that feeling actually showing through? You know, if I remove my name, would people still know mm-hmm. it was me? Am I speaking... This uh-huh. is the big one. Am I speaking my truth, even if that truth is uncomfortable?
2: Yeah. Big time.
3: You know? Uh, it's it's You can see already how all these sort of wrap up into each other. Boldness is vulnerability, and vulnerability is bold, and authoritative can be vulnerable, and, you know, relevant takes some boldness. It's, it's pretty cool for me how they all kind of fit oh, for together.
2: Sure.
3: Yeah. And they nice. lead... They lead in a way for me to the last two engaging and remarkable. But did you have a question no, first? No. Go there? for it, man. Go. Okay. Cool. Um, e is for engaging. You can grab attention by being bold, but you need to keep it by being engaging. Mm-hmm. You know, ask yourself: Is my content actually interesting? You, because you'd be surprised how much it isn't. Is it valuable? Is it easy to understand? Easy to use? Does it hold people's attention, you know? Does it technically sound? And that's a big one. People sometimes fall down with that. Is it formatted correctly? Is it recorded clearly? For example, with your podcast, I really appreciate the work that you guys do to make sure that it actually sounds good because some of them are just garbage, you know? And I think you get a lot of credibility um, just simply from the fact that your production values Mm -hmm. are so high. That's a piece of engagement too. Don't forget about that as a way to engage.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, and it didn't just happen. Like we, there was a lot of patients um, there for a while, for a few years. I mean, it didn't. It didn't hit. But as long as the as long as the need was always there to
2: improve, and still improve, I think that's sure. a great way to look hmm. at it. You're right. It just it doesn't happen you overnight. Know, yeah. I like
3: that. That's 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 words of encouragement because you know when you try to implement this stuff. You're gonna stumble at first. You're not gonna hit the mark. You're not gonna just all of a sudden say, "Okay, now I know I need to be braver, and I know what all those six words mean." So I'm gonna to start tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It's a gradual growth yeah. process, but eventually you'll hit mm-hmm. it. Have you guys ever talked? Yeah. To, have heard about? Have you heard about Ira Glass and uh, what he calls the gap? No. Is it Ira Glass? No. Host of This American the NPR Life. Guy? Yeah, yeah, the NPR yeah. guy. Host, oh, of, this Host of This American Life. Life. Okay. Yeah, he has a he has this. You should look it up. It's a a really interesting quote about what he calls the gap. And it's something that the four of us face and your listeners face and my friends face too as creatives, where you know what you want to achieve because you've been inspired by the greatest in the world. And for a long time, there's a gap between what you see in your head and what you can produce. And the key to being a creative is just pushing through that gap, just just continuing to make shitty work until it's not shitty anymore. And then all of a sudden it's great work because you've been working nice. on it for so long. This is yeah. like that. This is going to be – it's going to feel uncomfortable yeah. for a, bit a long while until all of a sudden you realize you've been doing it for and six months and you haven't even noticed.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just <laughs> yeah. looked that up. That looks mm-hmm. like there's a so, few good um, things on there about that. i got to look at that video. That's cool.
3: And, of course, all of this is – uh, leading to the R, okay, remarkable. Uh, I've got some cool examples in the stuff that uh, that I want to share with you. I love the oatmeal, for example, because they have hit it out of the park. That guy has hit it out of the park so many times with his brand of humor and weird cartoons. It's really, really simple stuff. You know, he's he's writing, basically, he's writing his cartoons in borderline comic sans, and uh, you know, sort of like. Um, Bo- you know, six-year-old cartooning, but he hits it time and again. It's super, super funny stuff. And he's found his place. Mm-hmm. To, he's found his way to rise above the pack of all of the other web comics out there. Um the other piece too I I, I quite like is I don't know whether you watch Mad Men or not, but <laughs> we've devoted always, yeah.
1: episodes to it. <laughs> so there's this <a, laughs> yes. Oh have you now yeah. okay perfect. <laughs> uh
3: I don't know whether you've seen the particular episode where <laughs> Don Draper goes and pitches Heinz on Mm -hmm. this ad campaign that the pictures don't have ketchup in them at all. And in the show, Heinz just about throws him out on his ear, right?
1: Yeah.
3: Now, 50 years later, uh, here's the headline from Adweek, okay? 50 years later, Heinz approves Don Draper's past the Heinz ads and is actually (laughs) running them. (laughs) I love it. So, so... Heinz decides they're going to they're going to take Draper's pitch which I guess you know in in real time happened about 2 or 3 years before they decided to yeah. make the ads but yeah make those ads based on this fictional character's ad pitch and of course it became worldwide news right every every um marketing and advertising paper in the world started talking about what Heinz had done that is remarkable yeah, content yeah. yeah that's you know that's a really good way to stand out in a competitive world so Ask yourself, would anybody want to share this? Are we saying or doing anything that's actually different here? It's probably not where this gets back to what we were saying before. It's probably not right for everyone, but is it right for someone? You know Is it, yeah. for, is it right for enough people with enough money to make it worth my while? and if <clears throat> if this was the only piece of content we had, would we be okay with it being uh-huh. our legacy? So there you go. bold, relevant, authoritative, vulnerable, engaging, remarkable braver. I feel like I've been talking about it for 2 hours but it's one of my passion <laughs> passion subjects. So thank you for uh humoring me. No,
1: it's of course it's great stuff and it's um it's very important actually. It's it's important to kind of stand out and get your message out there in mm-hmm. in a cohesive way that makes you seem different from cuz like you said there's what like hundreds, 125, 125, uh, 120, yeah. 100 125,000 125,000 126,000 and 100,000 of them
2: start Even with better. hi. My name is <laughs> <laughs> so, exactly.
3: Yeah. Right.
2: Yeah. And I like to design websites. That's right. So, I can
3: do uh, print, print, print media, and websites, and Facebook ads. And please hire me. And I
2: love coffee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's be, yeah. that's being yeah. very vulnerable.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yes. I need coffee to survive to get through the day. That's perfect. There's your V. I'll tell you what's vulnerable: but, um, starting
3: out your podcast saying I'm slightly hungover today. <laughs>
1: Well, tell really? you know what I don't I don't hold anything back from my audience. It's uh, <laughs> it's what makes me that's, brave. That's being relevant. That's nice. being relevant. <laughs> I'm willing to share.
3: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, most of your listeners are probably slightly hungover, even as we're listening to it.
1: I hope so. Yeah. I like to think I'm not the only one. I like to set an example that others can follow. That's being authoritative. So. But anyway, Aaron, it was exactly. <laughs> I know. Nick's keeping track of <laughs> <and> the scoreboard. <laughs> so, Aaron, um, it was awesome having you back on. Um, we need to do it again sometime. Yeah, please. Um, I'll have to invent something
3: yeah. else I can come on and talk to you about.
1: Yeah. Just invent a new writing framework and let me know when you've got it. Yeah, you know what? Maybe I'll make up something it. where
3: the letters spell out cage. <laughs> <There you come. laughs>
1: nice. Do it. And yep. it all comes full circle. <laughs> all right. Thanks, well, guys. So we've got a listener question coming up, uh, but first... So let's give a little love to our friends over at FreshBooks. It's a new year, but we're still ticking with FreshBooks because why would we (laughs) ever get rid of them? Um, It just makes things so easy to have it. Just get those invoices out in no time at all. They look great. You know, they make really easy to use cloud accounting software for agencies and freelancers alike to help you work smarter, get organized, and get you paid quickly. Um, they've been completely redesigned for the way freelancers work and the way designers work. Um, it's very designer-friendly and it looks great, which is important to uh, to a lot of us. And you can create and send really professional-looking invoices in under 30 seconds. Trust me on that. Um, and with two clicks, you can set yourself up with FreshBooks online payments and end up with money in your pocket uh, within one day, in most cases, 60% are paid within one day, which is great. You don't have to go chasing your money, which, and you know, there's nothing, there's nothing worse than that. There's nothing worse than like having to go to your clients that you're trying to like have a really good relationship with. You have to have, and to, then it's like then you got to bring up the uncomfortable exactly. money conversation. Yeah, so. totally.
0: And then one other thing that I hate is setting um, calendar reminders for myself to follow up after a certain period has gone by since yeah. I submitted invoice and I haven't. Now you don't have to.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's annoying. and then you got then you got to send your mob contact after him at a certain point. It's just uncomfortable. <laughs> All those so. contacts
0: from the Philippines. Yes.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but um. They've got, but they've got a cool feature where you don't have to do any of that because they have automated late payment reminders. So they will send the emails on your behalf. Um, it just kind of looks like it's automated and not coming directly from you, which is fantastic. And their support, their phone support is great. Who has phone support anymore? Know. You know, like that's one thing and I good, always look for. Good phone support is just being able to yeah. get on the phone. Exactly. So they've got, they usually answer in three rings or less. We always talk about that. And make fun of Mikel about that, <laughs> but um, because she has she calls them a lot. She has a, she has a lot of questions, but they are they're always just, there for her. I just her.
0: have time to flirt.
1: Yeah, and she <laughs> just likes to talk. They're they're Canadian as well, Aaron. So that's why they're so cool.
3: <laughs> they are just down the freeway from me. Yep.
1: Oh, they are. Yeah, are they? So, mm-hmm. well, that's cool. Aaron's got personal experience. So, <laughs> um, to claim your 30 day unrestricted free trial, go to freshbooks.com slash deeply graphic. And enter Deeply Graphic Design in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Once again, FreshBooks.com slash Deeply Graphic. Enter Deeply Graphic Design in the How Did You Hear About Us section. All right. Cool. So we've got a question this week, uh, mostly aimed at Mikkel. But since we've got Aaron here, I think it's going to be good for Aaron to answer as well. So um, who's got that question open? Does anybody have it? Yeah. I can go find it. Do you have it? Okay.
0: Yeah um Ashley this is from Ashley and she's super sweet but I don't know should, Wes, should I leave out the top few paragraphs there or do you want me to just start in with the question <laughs> yeah, just, yeah just get
1: to the
3: depends does she confess Ashley. a cool heroin addiction <laughs> <laughs> or
1: <laughs> yes it's all about her heroin addiction <laughs> So
0: Aaron, Aaron, sorry, you don't have visibility to this. She's just sharing that she loves the designer jokes and <laughs> make her laugh, and thanks for being able to relate and awesome. talk about strange fucked <laughs> up clients and situations. And anyway, it's good Always to hear that, for listeners, now. because you know we ho- we hope that we only hope that yeah, we can true. jive like that. Yeah, okay, so she star- she starts off by saying, "Okay, my question is mainly directed to Mikkel. In September of 2016, my son was born." So I quit my marketing design job in the healthcare industry to design from home. Turns out there's a real demand in the women mom owned businesses sector for mom designers. She's received referrals, which is great. So I find it difficult, she says, to manage designing, bidding, invoicing, admin time, and investing time to staying up on industry trends and skills. I believe you said you have a son. What are some practical time management tips you use to balance working at home with small children, How do you structure your day with also caring for kids and maximizing it? How do you manage constant interruptions and the quote-unquote no closing the office (laughs) door policy? How do you keep the balance of having enough steady work while not overbooking? How do you manage a flood of design requests all at once?
1: Um, Two words, Ashley. Boarding school. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, Thanks uh, for listening, everybody. No, the two words you're looking for are
3: baby kennel. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yes. <laughs> let's go. just take it to a whole oh other God. level <laughs> <A nice one. laughs> yeah. uh, you know Child what? Protective um, Services would, is listening
0: I would um, I would love to know if Ashley were a single mom, a single parent working this because that really is a game changer if it weren't for Jason and being able to toggle and balance the okay, your turn, my turn, your turn, my turn mm-hmm. I wouldn't even be yeah. recording right now because <laughs> so, he's
1: got a flexible schedule as well, right? He's kind well, of self-employed no, as well he, were,
0: he no Mm-mm, he's been working okay. full, full-time, yeah, at a management position not too far okay. away, and that's also been a game-changer. But um, that also kicked in when um, Oakley started going to school full-time. So that absolutely has helped. But if it's just been since 2016, um, Ashley's child isn't that much younger.
3: No, um, he's 15 younger. months old now, yeah.
0: Yeah, he's just not that much younger. So, um, But prior to that, you know, I absolutely have shifted my style. I procrastinate more <laughs> I'm but but that comes with more comfortability in doing so. I have more confidence in my work, so it's it's only been nice that the two parallel so that I can devote more time to that to that life with um, a toddler and then come get into this studio and start cranking. I'll give myself an allotted mm-hmm. time that's a good hour and a half two hours where I crank and then I don't touch it anymore and I purposely set the timer so that I don't get too in, get too deep in the hole and can't step away but um all in all I would I would absolutely say that you ha- you just kind of shift your ways I absolutely he always is stepping in here and he, naked and and sitting <laughs> with me And, oh, can we, can we look at the, can we look at pictures online? Like, what are you working on today? It's totally distracting, but it's so beautiful at the same time. I mean, being able to toggle between like, oh, when we had nannies full time, I'd hear him cracking up in the other room. I'd be like, no, I'm not going to sit here and continue to be in this meeting. I'm going to, I'm going to mute myself and go in there and see what he's laughing about.
2: Mm. Those are
0: like, you can't gain, you can't gain that moment back. So there's something really yeah. beautiful about being able to just make those choices for yourself, but, but, absolutely by and large, it's, it's all about balance. And at first s- sticking with a schedule that's really disciplinary mm-hmm. so that you don't sway one or the one, or, one end or the other. And with clients, I'm super, you've
2: mentioned that a lot. Yeah. The
0: moment you, the, the moment you mention that, um, uh, you know, sick today may have some interruptions I hope it's understandable then they like it's funny it opens a window and they're like oh my gosh I had that the other day where my two children were home sick and I was so stressed out like it's funny you just have kind of have to break the ice and then they become so understanding and 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 they relate to you all the same so it's really kind of refreshing but Erin, how about you well what how do you do it
3: I would. I want to preface first of all by saying how lucky I am, and I, I'm not saying this in a sexist way, but I'm lucky to be a man in that uh, somehow <laughs> You're there is breastfeeding. Some... <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. There's a do- there's a physical mm-hmm. double standard in what you know where a child of a certain age just needs his mom if he's you know breastfeeding, but then there's this kind of like societal double standard too where I'm allowed to get away with more yep. stuff than a mom ever could. You know, So first of all, yeah. I want to say how fortunate I am to have a supportive wife who helps me with the kids and you know, enables I, – I, I quit my job in corporate Canada primarily so that I could be home and be closer to the kids because I personally missed them and I missed the family life that I was losing out on by commuting all the time. So yeah, I put myself in the front line, but that doesn't mean that my wife's not upstairs now amusing them while we're here taping this podcast. You know, yeah, so all of that aside i'm I would take a different approach to it because I'm kind of like a steps person anyway. I might suggest some some things, and some of them are you know they may sound i i I certainly don't want to sound patronizing or condescending or anything, but if I were to say a goal plan or a game plan rather, I would say, number one, start by getting like super clear on what you want from your business and why. You want it. You know, if you get, if you really, really, really zero in on your whys, it's going to make it easier to make some hard True. decisions sometimes. If you know that you are doing your business specifically for your family, then it becomes okay to once in a while not go to the park because it's a nice day and say, I've really got to get this because this is going to be the one that, that pushes mm-hmm. us over at the edge or it's going to pay off that credit card bill or it's going to help us mm-hmm. get that vacation. Um, when you have your goals set and your motivation locked or your your why locked in, then you can dig deep and find that motivation sometimes when you desperately need it. Um, I might suggest find any help that you can. Maybe there's a balance between the work that you do and, uh, you know, maybe you can afford a babysitter to come over uh, for four hours on a Friday morning so you know that at the very least yeah. you've got Friday mornings to catch up. Uh,
0: right. And take full advantage of the nap
3: time. Take full Absolutely. advantage of nap time. That's the, that's my next suggestion is maximize that time. You know, I don't mean to suggest that if you didn't watch Netflix for an hour on, on a Wednesday <laughs> night that you'd suddenly, all of a sudden, be creative. But there there are yeah. ways to, to backload... The brainless work, you know, maybe it is, really it is, okay, just watch Netflix anyway and just push some emails forward so that you're not using your creative time in the morning to answer emails. You're just saving the emails till late in the day when your brain's fried anyway and you're just Ad- of stuff. winding yeah. down at the same time that you can pound stuff out, you know? Um, the the one thing that I think is absolutely important is to just be okay with your choices you know, TV is your friend. Yeah, don't beat yourself. Don't yeah. beat yourself up. TV is your friend. If you really need that time, put the kid in front of the TV. Uh, the, your your child is still so young that that, that there's not going to remember. I'm sorry, I didn't. I don't remember whether it was a boy or a girl. Um, yes, son. Okay, your son's still so young. He's just not going to remember that. You know, that he watched TV for an hour and a half every morning, or you know that that yeah. sometimes mommy didn't go out in the afternoons. Would Mom, you
1: recommend Mom, specifically like those Cage movies? For yeah, you? yeah. I would start All with right. Gone with 60 he's, he's Seconds. He's the best babysitter, I really. would
3: start with Vampire's Kiss and Gone with 60 <laughs> Seconds. I would transition into leaving Las Vegas when you're ready to turn him into an alcoholic. And there you go. Perfect. Um, but no, We're it not really do any is. better than that. <laughs> it, it really is a long game, right? For, for us, raising kids is a long game. And we realize that there's a difference between what kind of impact you can make in a year and what kind of choices you have to make on a day-to-day basis. And as long as your heart's in the right place, then it becomes easier to say, no babysitter today, or no TV, or, you know, uh, I'm going to, or like you said, Mikhail, yeah, this conference call is nonsense. I'm going to go see what he's joking about.
2: I I like that she also called out that she sees this demand for a lot of women in women-owned businesses And if she's already getting referrals Mm -hmm. in there, Mm -hmm. wow, what a great target Mm -hmm. and goal to say, you know, at least keep 60 to 70% of your clients in that zone. And then it goes to what Mikel said, Mm -hmm. could be that understand that understanding as well, you know, of knowing how hard it is to juggle all that. But you're right, then a specialty and a niche could brew as well. Um, and I've seen that yeah. a lot in a lot of my business partners and people I that I, I work with. Uh, some women that are juggling that with their kids too. They're a part of these organizations that are women run or women owned companies, and they get tons of great support and um, and info from them as well. So that's great. You know what else I would suggest? Actually, now <clears throat> that
3: I think about it, two things. Number one, look at raising your fees <laughs> so you make more for for every hour that you work, mm. even if it's ten bucks. You know. Uh, See if you can squeeze more money out of the time when you're actually working, and take a real close look at your processes to see whether you're Mm -hmm. wasting time on too much back and forth with revisions and refinements, or too much nonsense around, um, you know, what it takes to land a deal or whatever. Like you might be able to squeeze some extra hours in a week out of simply saying, "I'm not going to work with this kind of client anymore because they tend to suck me dry."
1: Yeah, and see what you can exactly. Yeah, there's oh, certain other businesses yep. that can kind of happen in the background. So um I actually want to do an episode about automation, certain like certain tasks that you can kind yeah. of put on autopilot. I want great. to do an episode That'll on be that great. coming up. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well thanks um for sending yeah, that actually. in, Ashley. And thank yeah, you guys. Thanks, thanks, thanks. I'm glad I'm glad we had you on Aaron too, because good I'm perspective. Glad we got like two two perspectives yeah, on that. Pa- yeah, killer. totally. Yeah.
3: I enjoyed that. Very thank you, Ashley. Yeah. Thank you for the question.
1: Yeah. So keep sending in the listener questions to questions at the deep um, And we, we really like the audio <laughs> questions. So please do that. Please send some audio questions in. Um, it's kind of a way to shortcut the process. We'll put you on faster. Um, and our next episode <laughs> is a listener question <clears throat> episode where we got, we got a bunch of great questions when we were at That's right. Adobe max like live. <laughs> so we're going to, we're gonna oh cool get to, we're gonna answer all of those on our next episode, so stay tuned for that. And Aaron, thanks so much for coming on with us. Where can thanks people Aaron. find more about you and the Braver framework online?
3: They can find all that stuff at rixon.com. You have the coolest last name dot com. <laughs> Thank you, man. I, I appreciate it. Uh, someday Love when it. we talk about domain names, we can tell my sordid story of losing my domain name and then painting through <laughs> the teeth to get it back.
1: Oh, uh, that sounds like a sad tale of it woe. It was a sad <laughs> tale of woe. And, of course, yeah. there,
3: I, I think, Wes, there's going to be examples uh, associated with this podcast too, right, on your podcast page. we can, So I can I can give you a file, for example, to say, here you go, you can yeah. check it out here. All right. So, yeah, if
1: you have a file to send over, um, I'll perfect. put it in the show notes and people awesome. can download it there.
3: So rickson.com or check the show hey, notes. Hey, I, I want to mention, so too,
2: your last um, All right. your last uh, packages that you allowed us to download and listeners on your last episode, I shared them uh, with a lot of my students and you cut through, I think your wording just cut through tremendously with them and i wanted oh, to right thank right you on. for that it was I, and mentioned it was really because i know I, I think they hear my voice over and over and over again and when they hear it from a different way and you you know this so well it was it really cut through and it, it made them understand
1: a lot better. Oh, that's super yeah, cool man thanks for, for sharing sure. yeah aaron definitely has a way with word not only the written <laughs> words that he supplies to my clients but and for me in a lot of, <clears throat> of cases but also just the way he mm-hmm. asks questions Sorry, we're talking about you. here. <laughs> like are like, but seriously, when we when I get on a client call with a client with a a client call where we're Aaron needs to kind of ask some um, nice follow up questions. The way he asks certain questions is just is just great, and it cuts right to the 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 core of what we're trying to get at. So right on, man. But anyway, I know you've got to you've got to run, Mikkel. So we're going to wrap things up here. But um, thanks again for coming, Aaron. And Uh, With that in mind, keep designing. Catch us next time on the Deeply Graphic Design Cast.